you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Hello and welcome to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and joining me as my very special guest today from Kingston, Ontario, is Katie Romagnolo. Now, Katie is a board-certified NLP master practitioner and a coach who specializes in conquering fear, goal achievement, breaking the cycle of self-sabotage, and very interestingly for today's program, releasing negative ancestral and generational patterns, as in past life regression work, which we'll talk about here today. I'm excited about this. So Katie's online courses and one-on-one sessions are designed for busy entrepreneurs who are looking to boost their results and reduce stress, worry, and anxiety. Katie is also a best-selling author in mental and spiritual healing and is recognized for her advocacy work to support mental health for real estate professionals. As an experienced real estate broker, she has trained agents from across Canada. Katie, I'm looking forward to this. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is such an amazing podcast. Well, thank you so much. Uh, it, this is fun. And, you know, I really, I'm really curious about the clearing ancestral patterns and generational patterns and past life regression. I know we have many things that we could talk about here on the show today, but let's start with that component. And I, my question is, is what is the story behind that? How did you get into this work? Yeah, it's actually, it's a really interesting story because five years ago, I would have never expected that I would be in the shoes that I am today. I never intended on being a coach Um, back then. And for the last 13 years, I was a real estate agent and, uh, you know, working a career that I really loved. I had always said that I wanted to be a real estate agent since I was like five years old. So I would, you know, sit in the church pews and be pretending to do uh, floor plans and listing sheets and, you know, the full gear. And I just always thought, you know, that's what I wanted to do. So about five years ago, what happened was I'm within the, you know, the peak of my career, I'm on the surface looking like somebody that, you know, has everything going on, great house, good husband, good income, you know, great career setting. But what nobody knew was I was struggling with a tremendous amount of anxiety on the inside. Mm. And, you know, I I grew up in a really uh, rough neighborhood, went to one of the worst rated high schools in my area. And there was a lot that I was sort of carrying forward in life that I didn't realize. Now, obviously, that's not necessarily past life information yet. So, you know, as I started, I had no awareness of past life regressions. I was not something I was even interested in at the time back then. So, you know, I'm trying to figure out how am I going to get through the feelings that I have each day? Honestly, I was leaving appointments and crying in my car all the Mm -hmm. way home. Mm -hmm. I was just a mess. And I would put myself together, you know, put on sort of this fake mask of confident, Katie instead, when I got out of the car and my clients didn't know, my colleagues didn't know, my husband didn't know, and I just really hit it very, very well. So 
the way the universe works, and I don't know about you, but for me, I most definitely have had the experience that the universe or God or whatever you believe in that's out there really will send you a message, you know, over and over again until you get it. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And it's like, for me, I always talk about the jackhammer effect. So I had, you know, these little knocks on the door every once in a while that, Hey, something's not right in your life. You need to figure this out. And that was anxiety showing up for me and that feeling. Right. Mm -hmm. But then I was pushing it away, pretending it wasn't there. So what happened is as I started to make plans and goals and, you know, scale my career, and we were looking to build our dream home and all these different things that logically should have worked by my step-by-step -step plan, they all started falling apart and in big, big dramatic ways to the point where in 2017, I was at nearly rock bottom oh. emotionally, physically, uh, mentally, just financially, we had put so much into our plans and everything was falling apart. Every investment was going wrong. Mm. And I showed up at a real estate conference that I was honestly forced to go to. Now, this was like a top producing event. And uh, my whole team was there that I worked on and, you know, really natural place that it perhaps should have been for someone in my position. But I had so much anxiety and fear of judgment and, you know, that I just didn't want to be in front of my colleagues. So I tried every single possible way that I could to get out of that event, but the universe was not letting me because <laughs> this was my first step to regression work and being a practitioner now. And I had no idea. There was no link between the two. Right. Mm -hmm. And as I eventually ended up sitting in that conference room that day and being around all of my peers and having just so much anxiety to even talk to people, I thought I had social anxiety at the time which uh, was just a way of me putting a label on what was actually going on. And I ended up in a breakout session where we were doing like these smaller coaching groups and this little um, sort of uplifting seminar. And I thought I can hide in this little room <laughs> with these people, not in the big setting. And again, the universe was not letting me get away with my same old stuff. So what that room <laughs> all about was dealing with the stuff that's going on emotionally underneath the surface. So our unconscious mind, right. And yeah. the layers beneath. So right now I am, you know, a career coach that does everything in an unconventional way, uses all the tools that you would never expect are connected to achieving goals because that's what happened for me. So in that room, I realized okay, like I've got these serious feelings that are going on right now. Something's being triggered. I didn't understand why it was in an energetic sense. Quite honestly, the people in the room were just supportive people. I didn't even know it at the time, but they would be who my mentors and coaches would end up being in the years to follow for myself. And I ended up saying for the very first time out loud and to a stranger that I'm struggling with a lot of anxiety. Okay. And I remember those feelings coming with a lot of, um, I was holding back tears there was a lot of shame and feeling like, you know, I should be grateful for the life that I have given where I've come from and the struggles that I legitimately went sure. through, but I feel just a mess. A mess was the only word that I could say. Okay. Mm. Yeah. And so getting to the point where I could say that out loud was probably the biggest thing that ever happened for me to shift my life and, and deciding to change. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Well, I, I can picture, I can picture you there. Uh, now, how did it feel when you said, okay, I'm a mess? Yeah, it was what terrifying. Next? Okay. It was absolutely terrifying because the underlining thing that was running that I didn't realize was this big fear, fear of judgment. 
And, you know, fear of who a stranger in front of me, that's there in a coach capacity to help you work through exactly what it is that you have. So, you know, the fears that we have, the feelings that we have really self-sabotage us when we don't realize, right. Cause we can't say yes to opportunities when we think they're a problem. I can't show that part of me that, you know, maybe I'm looking at as a, a weakness or a disadvantage at that point in my life because it's holding me back. And that fear is talking to me instead of what's best for me. And uh, all I did was the first thing in front of me, right? So what could I say yes to in that moment? And that was showing up to a weekend workshop that just talked more about the unconscious mind and, you know, everything that's involved behind our thoughts and our feelings. And at that point in my life, I was really wanting to make a a career change, but I wasn't telling anybody this and the career change yeah, was not out of real estate. I was just really trying to get out of the team setting I was on to, you know, be more of a free spirit and and build the business the way that I wanted to with my own vision. And I couldn't do that with that fear. So Mm. I ended up getting into uh, my NLP practitioner training in order to get the skills that I thought I needed in a communication sense to really build that structure of the business. Yeah. Yeah. And what actually happened was I hit all of my emotional baggage in the process of training and pulled out all of those weeds and ended up realizing that there was some stuff going on that happened well before this lifetime. Mm -hmm. And that's where the regression work started to come in. I gotcha. Okay. Well, and this is during then your, your NLP training. Yeah. So how did this show up? How did these uh, past life events, we'll call them that, how do they identify themselves? Yeah, great question, right? Because how do you make the leap from saying, I want to expand my career and actually achieve my goals? And hey, that means I have a past life issue going on. Well, no, like the logical connection doesn't happen that easy, right? Mm -hmm. And for for me, that initial step was I had been having uh, issues with my sleep. So I was sleepwalking my entire life from a child. I would do these really strange erratic things in my sleep. I would end up in different rooms. I would be talking to people, having conversations with no awareness of it later because I was in full sleep mode. And it was sort of this regular weird thing that I did right into my adulthood. And what happened was when I met my, who would be my future husband, my husband, Rob now is I'm in college and I'm doing, you know, my regular weird sleep stuff. And to me, it's normal, right? Cause I've done it my entire life, but yeah. you know, he's starting to spend more time with me and like realizing I'm doing these, these things in my sleep that are, are actually pretty dangerous. And, and I didn't realize it at the moment. So what was happening is I would wake up beside him hovered over top of like his, uh, sort of like his chest area. And I would be doing almost like a motion of, um, like chest compressions or like some sort of, yeah, it was this very strange Mm. thing. And I couldn't stop myself from doing it. So he would wake up and he'd realize Mm. like, and I wasn't, I wasn't physically touching him. I was hovering over him doing this and he'd wake up. And of course, you know, that's, that's going to freak you out. Right. Like the first time. (laughs) It would be a little odd. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is where, you know, I really feel I've got this soul connection with him where it didn't freak him out. It was kind of like, what are you doing? Let's figure this out. Mm -hmm. And the dangerous part about it was that, so I lived in a fairly rough area of downtown Toronto by myself as a young woman, no security in the building. And 
I actually slept with uh, sort of like a makeshift weapon beside my bed, like just in case. And, and okay. that was like sure. the community I came from previous. So it was my life experience to just mm. be prepared. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And what was happening is he was worried, well, what if you accidentally, you know, like grab that, that weapon that you have beside the bed here and you're doing these weird motions and like, you're obviously in a state of fear as this is happening. So yeah. this is happening on such a deep unconscious level. You're not even aware of what you're doing. And right away, it just like, it freaked me out, right? Like you're right. I never thought of that. So this became this journey of figuring out like what it is that I'm doing in my sleep and the universe will present options for you as soon as you start asking questions, Yeah. right? Like yes. what, what resource do I need? What do I need to figure this out? And I ended up being connected with a past life regression expert in another capacity. She was uh, connected with the NLP coaches and it just happened to be that she did this work and I didn't even realize. Okay. And we sort of talked about some of these things that were going on and she says, well, like, why don't we go into, uh, you know, like a hypnosis state, see if we can go back into a lifetime that might hmm. identify what it is that these patterns are that you're doing within your life. Cause this had been years. So at this point I had been doing this motion for years and it was just really disruptive of my sleep. So we got rid of the weapon beside the bed. <laughs> like it wasn't needed. Okay. And I just couldn't stop doing it. I'd wake up in mid motion in this state of fear, not understanding what I was doing. Hmm. So I said, yes, right? Like when you get to a point where it's like, okay, well, what what could it hurt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So in that regression, uh, what ended up happening, and this is where my story really came to life for me because I am in the rock bottom stage of my life at this time in 2017, when I am trying to figure out why everything is falling apart. I had a beautiful house I was trying to sell that took us three years in a very hot real estate market to sell. And it was just so frustrating. So we're sitting there, we do the regression and the results of that experience changed my life and the course of events that were leading up to who I am now forever like in a very dramatic way. Okay. Yeah. So say some more, if you would, about that. How, what happened? How did this change? Yeah. So we ended go ended up going back to a time um, where I was in. So from my experience and, and for anyone who doesn't have uh, any experience with past life regression, what happens is you, you go into this sort of deeply relaxed state where you're, you're guided back to information that bubbles up from, Uh, It's sort of your unconscious part of you, right? The part that's holding information. And this can happen differently for many people. For me, it was a very visual experience. It was as though I was there seeing through my own eyes. It can be more of a feeling, uh, a knowing or information that comes forward for others. So for me, my eyes are closed. I'm deeply relaxed. And I go back to this stage where immediately I'm... I guess it was in the 1700s. So I can remember it like clear as day because it was like I was there. And this is where the big convincer of this work really happened for me is I I couldn't have made up the events that happened if I had tried as quickly as they were coming forward. And I ended up being, uh, you know, in a family setting with my, my village at the time, all these years back. And the main events of what I walked through was that my family had actually, their, their village was attacked and their, their homes were burned to the ground. And I was the only one that survived that day. And one of the things that I was doing to try and 
protect or save the family um, was I was hovering protectively over top as the structure came down Mm. on my family member that day. And it was in that moment, it was the exact motions that I had been doing in my sleep here and now. Okay. Yeah. Wow. All right. So how did that feel to have that realization? Yeah. In the moment, it was like experiencing being there. The emotion was real, like Mm -hmm. tears, grief, sadness. It it was as if I was there. Yeah. And the funny thing about awareness is it's almost like the awareness itself makes the shift. The knowing of the information makes a shift, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so honestly speaking from that day on, when I came, you know, out of hypnosis and, you know, back into kind of my full state of where I was and we talked it out a bit and said like, look, this is exactly what I was doing in my sleep. This all makes sense. Now I'm just sort of reliving this fearful state from another point in time and doing it around somebody that I now love as my you know, family. And, um, what happened was from there, I never did that motion again. Okay. After 30 years of having that now I still sleepwalk, but I do it in different capacities. Oh, and you I, do. I, I do. <laughs> right. I totally, right. I'm a sleepwalker and sleep talker. And, you know, I, I, I do a lot of things in my sleep, but the destructive, right. The, the thing that was keeping me awake, that was allowing me to have this fearful state that I couldn't get rid of was actually resolved in having that knowledge. And, um, you know, during session, like a skilled practitioner will really walk you through, resolving the emotional issues that present in this lifetime. So you go back to heal, not just to get the information, but to heal how it presents as an, as a problem now. So we sort of work through that as you come back to now. Mm, I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now, have you gone back then for many sessions since then? Yeah. So I've had multiple sessions myself Um, Mm -hmm. now as a, you know, practitioner, or a practitioner of the work, I've done many sessions with clients and it's just, it's fascinating to see what unfolds here and now in the current after these sessions. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I want to ask you about some of that and, and from your own experience, then this is, it, it's a very strong visual of you hovering over a, a loved one, trying to protect them. And that was cured after just one session. So what else has changed for you as a result of doing this work? Yeah. I'm so glad you asked that question because that particular session, what we then did was we sort of went forward in time. Like I had this confusion of why me, right? Like, why did I survive in in that setting and the rest of the family perished? Mm -hmm. And, you know, how do I use that and figure out what, what it is that I was meant to survive for? So we sort of traveled forward in time and I was able to go back to a time where the, the purpose of my life was to really be a leader and a speaker and I seeing myself and talking about specific things to another village. And, you know, there was a purpose to my life at that time. And there were so many synchronicities between some of the options and opportunities that were presenting that I was saying no to in the current. And it really gave me a lot of confidence to say, like, I feel like I've actually experienced this before. You know, I'm gaining this knowledge of this feeling of familiar to, you know, being a speaker and things like that. So in terms of my confidence, like it, it really shifted how I viewed myself. Okay. Yeah. And well, and it's easy to see how that would translate into your career, 
then immediately. Okay. Well, and then you mentioned a few minutes ago that you had tremendous anxiety when you were younger and that you successfully kept that. You managed to keep that from everybody. Now, have the past life regressions and the work that you've done, has that gone to work and alleviated some of that? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that we can do is go back to a time where a specific thing that is presenting as a problem rooted in. So a lot of times that's an emotion and emotions are often presented as ways of coping. And we don't realize that we're coping with something right by feeling a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so going back to a specific time where anxiety initially rooted in for me was uh, a really meaningful thing. And, you know, also walking that forward in life in terms of like, where did those similar feelings show up initially in this lifetime as well? Where did I grab onto them to say, Hey, I know this feeling before I've done this before I'm going to run with it now for this (laughs) lifetime. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Familiar. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, and and then you went, um, you went and it was rooted in the past, but then you began to notice ways that it was, you were reenacting that. I guess that's the word that comes to my mind is, is reenacting because it feels familiar. Yeah. It's, Mm -hmm. it's kind of like muscle memory. And, you know, I often talk about this in a business sense of like how stress and worry are impacting your career really relates Mm -hmm. to, you know, that little part of our brain, the amygdala that holds on to how we perceive emotions. So think about that in such a like metaphysical context, right? Where we go out from what we know to be true in a linear sense here to say, okay, well, I had this experience as a child. And so therefore, you know, yeah, I might feel that way about certain trigger points as an adult, but then take that knowledge and, you know, superimpose it onto the fact that is there more than this lifetime? Is there, you know, energy that carries forward from generations as well, from our ancestors that come forward within our bloodlines and not even necessarily energetically within our DNA. So that information, you know, is, is so valuable and we don't have access to it in a conscious sense. Okay. So how does one access this subconsciously? Yeah. So there's a couple of different routes, right? Like the, the past life regression is great for some very specific things. And then I also move through negative emotions on what I'll call like your timeline. So timeline (laughs) doesn't necessarily mean again, here and now it could be generations back or, you know, ancestors and past lives back as well. So being able to get into a certain state within your mind that allows for that information to bubble up is the big part of the process and being relaxed. Right. So as a, in hypnotherapy, I'm certified with the American board, um, is, is really where those skills come into play in, in pulling that information out. Okay. Well, it's very interesting because in your intro, you talk about removing negative ancestral and generational patterns. Now there are, are, some people out there that talk about that, but specifically, what does that look like? How do you do that work? Yeah. So when you think about, you know, our ancestors, so whatever culture or, you know, type of upbringing that you have, we all have ancestors. Mm -hmm. And as we look down that line, we start to get disconnected from you know, the the real personal effects of that particular line. So you may be able to remember your parents, parents, maybe your parents, parents from there, right? But 
we start to get a disconnect because we don't have photographs sometimes, or we haven't seen visuals and we don't really get a heart centered connection to it. But what happens is a big emotion shows up in life. So I'll give you an example of anger because anger is a really common one, right? We all get angry and to varying degrees, but what happens when you have, you know, a small moment that happens in the day, like say somebody cutting you off in traffic and road rage, right? Like road rage is such a big thing that happens in our society. And oftentimes when I talk to people who have had road rage, they'll say, well, you know, I really, I get it. I shouldn't have been that angry. You know, I was upset about something else. And you know, the anger just sort of bursts out on whatever it is that triggers. Now that anger chances are, and we know this on a conscious level, didn't start in that moment. Okay. It might've been irritating or frustrating, but like a big explosion would not have been warranted probably. So what happened before that? And sometimes people can trace it, you know, a couple of days ago, this happened or whatever, but then what happened before that and before that, and you start to get this sort of chain reaction that is building momentum on specifically anger. So when you can only get to going back into the womb now, and you're starting your life and you have a, maybe a very first experience of anger as a child, there's more before that. You know, there's, we, when you think about women being, I think there's that saying that, you know, myself as a daughter um, would have been in, you know, my mother's basically forming of, of what her body created as eggs within her mother at the time of being in her womb. Mm -hmm. So there's one generation back that we actually have a physical exposure to those cells. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in an energetic sense, what I do with emotions is we go back to the say root cause of anger. It may not be anywhere close to where you think it may have been a hundred generations past. It may have been a hundred generations past and a hundred past lives past mm -hmm. because that energy does carry forward. And we tap into those memories and release specific emotions that have been building. Okay. And then does one pinpoint or identify exactly the lifetime in the detail that you had where you were in the 1700s? Or is it is it sometimes more nebulous than that? Yeah. So it's very individual for everybody, right? So, you know, it depends on for myself, I get visuals a lot of the time. Uh, sometimes, again, it's a feeling or a knowing. So when I do like specific negative emotions work, we don't necessarily focus on what the event was because there may not be that much information to come forward. It's been so sort of diluted down right okay. along mm -hmm. the timeline. So it can sometimes appear for people as like a dark spot. I mm. feel like I'm on a certain spot in my timeline and this is, you know, through deep relaxation and there's a color here, or there's a blank spot here, or I know that I'm here, but I'm not sure why. And that kind of effect. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's very, very, it's very interesting that there are dark spots or blips. That was the first image and word that came to my mind. So what does it look like then, or, or feel like to clear something that's, that's generational? Yeah, it's, it's immediate lightness. So feeling okay. like something has been lifted. And so one of the sessions, it's called quantum change process that mm -hmm. I, you know, work very, very deep into some of these layers and many of the feedback, the responses from clients that come back afterwards are that like immediately I feel physically lighter, but also, um, just like a, a head clearing, right? So it's kind of like clearing okay. out the stuff that mm -hmm. wasn't serving. 
All right. Yeah. And then you, you immediately feel lighter. And then so what, uh, what have you seen in, then in your experience or your client's experience when you work with ancestral or family lineages, that sort of generational pattern? When one person does the clearing, then do you now see a general lightness spreading outward from them? Or what does that look like? Yeah. So I, I love that your questions are amazing. Like I just, oh, I love them you. because they're so on point um, for what happens next. And this is where, you know, we, we experience synchronicity or miracles as I like to, to call yeah, them. Sometimes yeah. it feels like, right. Mm -hmm. Where a problem that maybe was occurring with a family member or a close friend or a boss just doesn't occur the same way anymore because it's the reactions are not the same. They, it, it feels like that person has had a change of heart, but really there's been a shift that's happened within you specifically. So this impacts not only the individual, but many, many times it, it's impacting everybody around in your closest circle and who you're interacting with on a, a daily basis. Life changes in big ways. Okay. Well, and, and then, so at what point in your in your timeline, then 2017 was when you were first introduced to this at a conference that you didn't want to be at and tried every way you could to get out of it. And the, I love this, that the universe said no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also <laughs> have, uh, have really identified with the jackhammer effect that, that you mentioned before. So at what point did you begin then to work with clients after all of this? Yeah, I said no for a long time. So I thought I did the work for me, right? I thought, okay, I'm changing my career, I need more confidence. And, uh, you know, this is just what I'm doing for me. And I literally was saying out loud. So I was done my master practitioner training, done all these things, gained such a, an amazing amount of benefit for myself that I was able to, you know, switch gears and shift and move into my own business and change that role. And within six mm -hmm. months was incredibly successful. I hit the targets I wanted to. It just, it happened effortlessly. I was like a brand new version of me again. Okay. And people started to notice. So I wasn't advertising that like I did this coaching training or anything like that because it wasn't for that purpose. And people started noticing and saying like, what on earth like happened, right? Like how, how were you stuck over here for so long doing what, you know, I would say out loud, I had other goals and dreams and things, but I never did anything about it. Right? Mm, okay. Sure. So the action yeah. steps happened six months later, all of a sudden these amazing results happen. I hit my income, I, everything that I wanted and people started to say, what are you doing? So I said, well, I did this and this and this. And then they'd say, well, can you do that with me? Like, <laughs> Can you, can you help me as well? Yeah. And I started to think I, at first I said, well, no, I, I, I don't work with clients over and over again. I said out loud, I don't work with oh. clients. That's not why I did this. Oh, gotcha. And they kept asking till finally a friend said to me, like literally shook me by the shoulders and was like, what are you doing? Like, you're great at this stuff. People want you to work with them. You love it. What are you doing? And in that moment, it was the first time I actually turned to myself and said, what are you doing? Like, well, why are you saying no to something you love? Uh -huh. And there began the process of uh, me saying yes. All right. Clients, yeah. yeah. 
Well, th that, that's wonderful because we can all relate to saying no to things we love. Why? Because we think we're supposed to do things the way that we were told <laughs> or trained yeah. uh, or spent lots of time and money and, and professional certifications and degrees on and, and, and that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people can relate to that. So now that, that you're involved in this, you've also written a book. So tell us a little bit about the book, if you don't mind. Yeah. The book again was one of those things that I feel like it wrote me. Like I, I, it just, it came through me and mm -hmm. I never intended on being an author. It was not oh. on my bucket list. Okay. Um, I previous to all of my coaching work and self-development, I hadn't even read a book in like decades. Like I just, I was, I was not, I was not in that flow and right. let alone knowing how to write. So what mm. happened was as I shifted out of all of this stuff, started coaching and I looked back and I realized there's an incredible story here like more than just going through a heartbreak and having goals fall apart, but some really metaphysical things happened to me in yeah. the house that I was living in it. And it, it shifted my perspective. And I tapped into a lot of repressed memories from childhood through mm. having exposure to some of the things that I would dwell on and really think about. Okay. And uh, so I wrote Home of the Soul uh, last year. And uh, because it felt like I had no choice, like I felt such a, a pull to do it that it wasn't about if I was, you know, good or not at writing or if I could figure out how to do it or, or any of the steps that came after, I just felt like I had to. Mm -hmm. And I have an amazing publisher, Golden Brick Road Publishing House oh, okay. and Kylie, who is the founder. And she, she sat on a call with me and she fell in love with the story and her, you know, to just watch her, her eyes light up and to see where, you know, everything that actually happened and how it was so connected on such a big level. And uh, she mm -hmm. just believed in the story. And six months later, I was a published author who is now a bestseller in mental and spiritual healing on Amazon. And I just, I, I'm blown away every day by mm. it. Oh, congratulations on that. That's, that's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's, it's really wonderful. And the title of the book then home of the soul. All right. What's behind the, the title? What's the significance for you? Yeah. So it's the true tale of the mystic encounters that happened that awakened my spirit. So okay. created who I am today and mm -hmm. home of the soul is really like a play on two different things. So being a real estate agent and, you know, being in a home that I had so much love for, but, uh, so many events that happened that weren't allowing us to stay in this space. I felt like that I, you know, I was being pushed out of it and trying to sell for three years. And, and that being part of the reason why I was felt like I physically was stuck there, mm -hmm. um, is what then cracked everything open in my heart for me to you know, have that jackhammer. It was like a jackhammer on my heart and my soul, right. That okay. just blew it all open. And coincidentally, what happened or not coincidentally was I really found myself in that home. And not only that, did I find where the source of my you know, soul traits and purpose and everything was by being stuck there and being mm. forced to deal with my demons. Okay. Yeah. And the, the universe was saying, okay, here you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, and it's, it's so interesting the way that we try to resist this flow and resist this plan and, and and this energy and it's just a very resonant term and a strong visual the jackhammer effect 
where the yeah. universe tries to get our attention again and again until we finally show up and, and listen. So Katie, what would you say to people that are listening that might be interested in this kind of work, but maybe a little skeptical? Like, this is does not exactly something that they're familiar with and maybe they're thinking about it, but mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah. So remember, like we said, options present when you need them. So chances Mm -hmm. are, if you're hearing about it, regardless of what your internal feelings are, there might be something just there for you. And uh, know that when I first did my regression, I was, so I come from a very religious background. I had a a good faith base. I believe in God. There's, Mm -hmm. you know, some things that I needed to sort of sort out in terms of my beliefs to move forward to where I am now. And The thing about past life work is you really do not have to know or believe that you have past lives in order to get resolution now. You absolutely do not. And think of the mind as, you know, in in terms of psychology in a logical sense, the mind will experience an event, you know, say be worried that a certain appointment's coming up. And so now I'm worried about it. You're experiencing it in your mind, almost like a movie, right? Like a disaster Mm. film that could potentially happen. Well, that then creates how you're living your life now, it influences your actions, your behaviors, right? Mm -hmm. Well, think about in that same context where what if you went through a visualization process that connected you to the missing parts of um, what you didn't realize was there in your thought patterns and connected them as a movie to experience healing. So visualization, we know works. There are studies that prove through, you know, even sports performance, that visualization of practicing something in your mind rather than physically doing it will increase your odds of success dramatically. And that's scientific fact. So regardless of belief, there's ways of moving through this information by scientific fact. All right. Yeah, yeah. I, I love that. So scientific fact. And, you know, there's so much information out there about this very thing. And there's so many different techniques that are available to people. And I, I want to echo something that you just said, because I, I agree. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are there's a reason. In fact, we know there's a reason and so do you. So I just wanted yeah. to say that. <laughs> so, yeah, take yeah. this as your sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take this as your sign. Uh, there's a lot of fact to this. And, you, you know, I love the the image of a movie. Again, the a movie to experience healing. So, yeah, what else would you say to somebody that's maybe still um, a little bit on the fence? Yeah, so do the one thing that you're thinking about not doing. Right. So maybe that's ask some questions, connect with me to figure out, is this something that would make sense for me with what I'm experiencing in my life? And just ask some questions because you won't know if it's right for you or not, unless you ask. Uh, You won't know until you try. So then if someone's curious, how can they get a hold of you to find out more information about this? Yeah. So I'm everywhere online, uh, Facebook, Instagram. I absolutely love. So Katie mindset coach is, uh, my Facebook first and last name, Katie Romagnolo for Instagram, uh, my website. You can also connect with me there, which is just Katie mindset coach.com. And Katie is a little unconventional spelled K A D Y as in David. Okay. Yeah. 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 Connect with me there anywhere online. I'd love to answer your questions. Okay. And it's Katie, K-A-D-Y, mindsetcoach.com. On Instagram, it's your name, Katie Romagnolo, and Katie Mindset Coach, then on Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, I think that this is something that 
will generate a lot of questions for people because not everyone has been through a process like this. So before we wrap up here today, Katie, what else would you have to say for listeners in general here? Mm -hmm. So I love to work with conquering fear, right? So today, if you're listening, if there's something that you've been avoiding in your life for fear of it, fear of judgment or fear of what will happen next, or I don't know what's going to be the next step after that, make one step towards it today. If that's asking a question, make one step towards it. If it's saying yes to something, just make that one step towards it because it really could shift your entire life. Yeah. One step at a time. And again, guys, if you're curious to work with Katie, she's an expert in her field and a best-selling author. So you'll want to pick up the book Home of the Soul as well, which is available on Amazon, right? Um, and anywhere that, that you would buy books and past life regression, clearing generational trauma, generational patterns, healing. It has worked wonders in Katie's life. And well, we're confident that it can work wonders in yours as well. But first you have to get a hold of Katie and see (laughs) if this is right for you and how you go about doing it. So Katie, thank you so much for joining me here today. This has been a really wonderful conversation. I've learned a great deal. It's been a pleasure to have you on today. Oh, thank you so much for having this platform. It just gives the ability to give the information, which is what we need right now. Right. It is information. And, and one of the beauties of that is you never know who may be listening. So if you're listening here, get a hold of Katie on Facebook at Katie, K-A-D-Y Mindset Coach, or on Instagram, Katie Romagnolo and Katie Mindset Coach.com. All right. This has been Decide to Transform. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. And Katie, thank you so much again for joining me. Thank you.